Okay. So uh, next topic. What are some things that you expect of people or expect them how, how you expect them to be or what you expect them to do? Well, um, number one thing I expect is honesty. I think that's super important. And I know sometimes it's hard to tell people the truth because it's in, you're afraid that they're going to hurt their, hurt their feelings or they're going to be mad at you or whatever, and sometimes they will be mad at you. Uh, but I tend to value honesty and directness. Uh, I want to know if I'm doing something wrong or saying something that hurts somebody or have offended somebody or didn't even, I mean, most of the time I don't even know it. You know, I just, you say stuff and that person has a trigger and, and they get offended. I would like to know directly when I have done things or I'm doing things that are not appreciated or could be better. Um, with a, with a focus on problem solving and caring about me enough to bring it to my attention. Uh, so privately, you know, I, I might have a friend come to me and say, you know, I saw that or I, I heard that and that was probably not your best moment. Mm -hmm. Right. <laughs> uh, you might think about how you could do that differently next time mm -hmm. uh, or apologize to that person or, mm -hmm. or make amends in some way. Uh, but to care about me enough to to be honest and direct with me. We just built, we were fortunate enough to be building a house and I ran into situations where people were not honest and direct with me and it created some situations mm -hmm. that were entirely unnecessary if a question had been asked or a comment been made. Uh, but, but the key thing there is to respect me enough as a person, as an intelligent human being who also is navigating life on this planet and doing the best we know how to do is to say, I didn't appreciate when this happened or you should have provided me this and you didn't. I'm sorry. How can I, do you need it now? Can I get you something else? How can I make this easier for you? Because my objective in that is to be the best steward of relationship that I can be. And if I don't know it, I can't do anything about it. If I don't see it myself and you haven't said anything to me, mm -hmm. then I can't do anything about it. And if you're uncomfortable saying it to me directly, I'm okay with um, send me a message. Send me a text message and say, I was uncomfortable with this situation. Can we do something different? Um, because I understand some, especially when you're first starting out in these conversations, it can be difficult. Mm -hmm. It's not how we're taught, not how we're raised. Right. I mean, I, I, I'm not alone in that families don't deal with situations. Right. There's a lot of passive aggressiveness in yes. families. And passive aggressive is one of those things that makes me crazy. <laughs> it, and I'm guilty of it. I used to do it. Oh yeah. I'm very intentional in that I'm not passive aggressive. Mm -hmm. I always ask this question like, okay, so the, the passive aggressive might be, oh, well, you know, it would have been really nice to have help with the dishes tonight. But no, again, I've got to do it myself. Or when the kid walks in the room and you say, hey, grab a towel, come on over here, I need you to dry dishes and put them away. I've now accomplished this, hopefully the same thing, but I've done it in a way that my kid is, might be grumbly about it, but at least they'll know that I expected them to help them do the dishes versus this, I, your behavior you know, feel guilty about your behavior and maybe even it creates shame and 
Yeah. Oh, see, mom thinks I'm not good enough because, again, I didn't do the dishes, but I didn't even know I was supposed to do the dishes. <laughs> you know, I didn't know she expected me to do this. I didn't know that right. that was important. Yeah. So um, those, um, those things are important, and I had a great experience with my teenager in that not too long ago in that he had a concern with something, and he came to me and said, Mom, I'm worried about this or I'm bothered by this. Can you please not do it? I'm like, perfect, no problem. I, will, I won't do it again. And it was fine. It was no big deal. And I, I, you know, patted him on the back. I said, man, I'm proud of you because that was the right way to handle it. Mm-hmm. And now I know that that bothered you. That was upsetting for you. That's a boundary for you. I know that I will aim not to step that boundary again. Hmm. So it was really cool. And... um because that frustration piece of it comes in, you know, that not being treated with respect. Uh, I feel like it's a respect thing and a courtesy thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like if I'm walking down the aisleway in Home Depot and there's someone coming towards me, there's enough space for both of us in the aisleway. If you're in the middle, move yourself over. Give, give me some space, you know, I'll give you some space, and we can both pass each other in the hallway. But the person who barrels down the middle of the aisleway, you know, hell-bent on making their pay, path the only path, um, is, is pretty frustrating. And that's true for work situations, personal situations, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, because your objective and my objective might be the same, our approach might be different. But in the end, be respectful of me and communicate to me. Talk to me. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty direct, straightforward, which can be a little nerve-wracking for people. <laughs> I fully recognize that. Yeah. yeah. I fully recognize that. I try very... I, I don't like the word try. It is my intention mm-hmm. that if someone comes to me with a concern, that I will maintain my composure, I will hear what they need, and I will work to make that doable. Mm. I'm glad that you said intentions because expectations and intentions kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. So, you know, I may expect you to be courteous and decent and all these things. Um, and so, but I also intend that for myself. Mm-hmm. I intend to be decent and courteous and all these things that I expect are things that in the back of my mind, I am pushing forward doing those things myself. Yeah. I can never expect anything out of anyone else that I wouldn't expect out of myself. Right. You know, I, and I, I always find it interesting when people say, oh, that was so nice of you to do that. You know, and maybe I had helped their grandmother do something or other, you know, and to me is like, I look at people and I say, okay, if this was my grandmother or if this was my mother or if this was my father or sister or nephew or brother or whomever, mm-hmm. what courtesy would I like extended to them? Mm-hmm. That is the courtesy that I'm going to extend to anyone in my path. Yeah. You know, because I want that type of energy out there for my family. Yes. You know, these are the things that I'm, so it's, it's almost like, you know, I liken it to paying it forward. Mm-hmm. Like, I if I intend the world to be a better place, yep. then I have to start with me. Yep. 
and, and, and the positive energy that I'm putting out there. Yep. You know, for people. Yep. Forward momentum. Yeah. Yeah. I completely agree. Right. But also in the same hand, if those expectations and those intentions aren't realized, mm -hmm. then those are opportunities for upset. Right. You know, I expect you to tell me when I'm getting on your nerves. Mm -hmm. And you don't tell me. And then there's a big blow up. And I'm like, well, why didn't you tell me? Right. <laughs> or you're, you've been talking to someone for weeks and, and all of a sudden they ghost you and stop answering your messages and stop returning a phone call. And you're like, uh, what did I do? Right. Like, what happened? Right. And the truth may be that life got in the way. Yeah. Like life got crazy and whatever. And that may be the truth. So we don't want to automatically assume that we did something wrong. Right. Um, but also, it might be good to reach out to that person. Is everything okay? Anything, you know, that I can do to help or whatever. Mm -hmm. And they may be at the point, hopefully they're going to be at the point where they say to you, I didn't appreciate your comment. Okay, can you please tell me what comment that was? Because sometimes, you know, if you're talking to someone all the time, you may not know exactly which. And then, then you can get to know the person better mm -hmm. and get to know what their expectation is. Yeah. And then their boundary. And then you can be a better friend to them. Yeah. And I feel that that's like something we need to do with everyone. Yeah. Because it's, it A, alleviates a lot of upset, mm -hmm. and B, it sets up the relationship in a positive manner. So yeah. like, if I tell you, okay, I expect you as my roommate to don't eat my food. Yep. <laughs> Uh, don't leave your clothes in on the floor in the bathroom. Right. You know, these are expectations and boundaries that you set for peaceable living situations. Yeah. You know, and that's, but like, I don't think we think about that inside of work. Like, you spend a lot of time at work. Yeah, you so do. So it's kind of like a living situation. Right. So you need to set your boundaries, set, set your expectations, but you need to communicate communicate that to people yeah. effectively so that they get like okay this is how you communicate this is how I communicate this is right you know you can come to agreements on stuff and you can negotiate other things yep and it just makes life smoother right it does yeah I recall talking to a lady um, a while back and she did a lot of marriage counseling and she said one of the things that I always encourage couples to do is sit down and think about what they expect from their partner mm-hmm and um, communicate those expectations. Yeah. So it got me thinking about it, and um, my husband and I ended up doing that. Uh, but it was fascinating because one of the first ones I thought of is regarding the cars, car maintenance. Mm -hmm. So my father washed the cars almost every Saturday. He cleaned them out. He took care of scheduling maintenance on them. He did oil changes. He, you know, he just was, that was his thing. That's what he did. Mm -hmm. So I came into, but I like to wash cars. He taught me how to wash cars. He taught me how to do it right. I enjoyed that. There was time we spent together and, and we, I really enjoyed that. So when I was single, I washed my car regularly. I took care of the maintenance. I cleaned it out, whatever. And so I developed that level of independence. When we got married, I continued that for a while. And then life got crazy busy. And I was struggling to get car maintenance and car, struggling to keep my car clean and everything else. And I got mad at my husband because he was not taking care of my car. We probably had been married 
10 years at this point. <laughs> and I was mad at my husband because he wasn't taking care of my car. And that is his job. Ah. And then I had this light, light bulb moment that I had always taken care of my own car and he takes care of his own car. And if he can do lots of car maintenance, so I would say to him, hey, you know, I need new pads on the front end. And he would do, you know, spend the afternoon changing the pads out or whatever. He would take care of that stuff, but he would want me to ask for it. And um, he got busy and I got busy. So no car maintenance was happening. And I had to transition into... Okay, now I gotta call the car repair place and schedule an appointment and whatever. Uh, but I didn't know that I had that unwritten expectation that the man in my life would take care of my vehicle. Right. And I, we sat down and I said, okay, I have this really weird expectation that's coming up. Coming up. How do you want to handle this? The agreement was, if he was available to fix the car, then he would fix the car. Or if it was something he couldn't do or didn't have time to do, I would schedule it and get it done, but I was still responsible for cleaning because I kind of enjoy cleaning out my car um, and maintaining it and those kinds of things. And so we could communicate that back and forth. No more frustration because I understood what the expectation was. And it was a super easy conversation. It wasn't hard. Mm -hmm. It was like, hey, um, you know, struggling to get my car fixed. How do you want to handle this? Mm -hmm. It was just as simple as that. Um, I also had a frustration of my own in that I used to expect that I could be good at everything. <laughs> right? Okay. I could do anything. I could be, and, and oh, there's yeah. something to be said for I can do anything. Right. Right? But there's also that there are things I'm not going to be good at. <laughs> yes. And, and I'm okay with that. Like, that's not my gifting. Right. But for a long time, I would get frustrated. Like, Doug and I would do a project, mm -hmm. and I was like, I can do that. I can, I can tile the bathroom floor. So I would tile it, and it looked terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and for, for the longest time, I was like, I just suck at everything. And then it was, um, and then it gradually transitioned into tile is not my gifting. Mm -hmm. I'm going to leave that to Doug. Right. And I will handle the, you know, the quotes and the marketing. Yeah. Because well, I'm good at that. Yeah. And, you know, that, that leads into, like, realistic expectations mm -hmm. and unrealistic <laughs> expectations. <laughs> right. And you have to be real with yourself. Yeah. Inside of your expectation. Uh-huh. Like, is this a reasonable expectation of myself or anyone else? Right. You know, and, and that's another way to alleviate upsets yep. in terms of expectations like okay is that something that's doable mm -hmm. or is that just a pie in the sky kind of expectation right right yeah. Um, yeah and i don't see it as i don't like the i don't personally like the term strengths and weaknesses mm -hmm. um i think it's because we attach so much emotion to words and so weakness um has been has a negative connotation mm -hmm. attached to it it's a it's a not good enough mm -hmm. kind of attachment to it. Um, so if you, if you don't mind the word weakness, then it's okay to understand your strengths and weaknesses and mm -hmm. what you're good at and what you're not good at. Mm -hmm. um, I like the word gifting. Like my gifting is A, B, and C. Oh, okay. okay. So I'm gifted at that, but I am not gifted at that. <laughs> so I'm not going to do it. Right. I'll either give it to someone who's good at it mm -hmm. or outsource it or just stop doing it altogether. Uh-huh. If I can stop doing it. 
Um, and so what it did was it actually took a lot of stress off me. It took a ton of like um, disappointment. Mm-hmm. I was disappointed in myself because I wasn't good at this. Mm-hmm. My husband is an amazing pool player, mm-hmm. incredible. And I used to be decent in college, mm-hmm. um, but for, I didn't play for years. And so I would play against him and um, he could run a rack easily. Mm-hmm. Um, I would get up, maybe sink one ball, probably miss the second one, and then sit down and watch him finish the rack out. <laughs> And I get so frustrated with myself because I'm like, why am I going to be able to beat him? You know, this is, I can be good at this. I can really do, and, and I stressed myself out to the point where I didn't enjoy playing anymore. Mm-hmm. I expected that I could be as good at pool as him. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, I don't see life in geometry. I see life in circles. He sees life in triangles and octagons and parallelograms. So on a pool table, it's all angles. Hard corners and sharp angles. Mm -hmm. That's how he's wired. I see everything in softer curves and circles and the flow of life and how things intermesh and how they come together and whatever. Um, So pool is not my gifting. Neither is golf. (laughs) I always play the scramble. He -hmm. hits the ball. I go to his ball. I hit mine where he's at. It doesn't matter if it's actually a scramble or not. That's just how I do it. Uh, And then I have fun. Yeah. Because that's what it's about, right? Right. Well, and, you know, it's, it's okay not to be perfect at everything. Mm-hmm. I think that maybe societally we get focused on perfection and da da da, da. But there is no perfection. There's no perfection. Mm-mm. You know, and so trying to hold yourself to something that's basically unobtainable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh is what I call another definition of insanity. Yeah, well, yeah. You want to make yourself crazy, go ahead and stress about perfection. Right. Yeah. I used to be like that. Yeah. I used to be a, oh, so psycho. (laughs) (laughs) Like, it had to be exactly right. It has to. Right. It has to fit in this corner, and it has to connect with that one, and it has to have balance in between. You know, like like they talk Mm -hmm. about, for designers, white space in mm-hmm. advertising and you right. know, the colors and look of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I used to really stress about that. Stuff. Wow. And um, but that was a time when I took myself way too seriously. Right. You know, I mean, there's 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 times when yes, there needs to be an element of seriousness in your actions and your thoughts and whatever. Right. But for the most part, I would say that if you are constantly serious and like everything is serious, mm-hmm. you know, that's when you're upset the most, you're stressed out the most. Yep. Your body is tense and there's so there's this, all this tension in your body. Yeah. Because everything must be perfect. Right. And then you basically break yourself. Yeah. Whether it's health-wise or you pull a muscle or you... Because everything is just so tense. Yeah. And intense and, you know, her. Yeah. And, um, see, I can't even make a good... Well, there's a lot of illness that comes from that, too. Oh, yes. You know, and it goes both directions. I have seen both extremes. Um, I've seen the... um, You're in chronic stress. You can't control your life. You're eating 
on the go all the time or chronically stressed because so you're craving sugar so you live off sugar and caffeine and coffee and then your body ends up causing you challenges right mm. and then it can roll into some pretty serious illness and i've seen the other extreme where people are perfectionists so they eat perfectly they never touch anything that's not organic mm. they exercise two hours every single day no matter what um, I feel like we we're talking about perfection as an expectation. Um, I, it's like you start out with the perfectionism in yourself mm -hmm. and you want everything perfect. And because there's maybe a lot of trauma in your life or mm -hmm. there's something that happened mm -hmm. and you decided that being perfect was a way to either keep whatever that thing was away or to prevent it from happening in the future. Yeah. Um, but it's also a bankrupt conversation because there is no perfection. Yeah. You know, um, you can get things really darn close. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, depending on what level you're at. Um, but I would say mostly it's just more stress for yourself. Mm hmm and so you start out being per, a perfectionist about things and then that oozes out into the people around you and it oozes out because it becomes an expectation of yeah. other people. Like right. not only do you expect yourself to be perfect, but you expect everybody else to be perfect also. Mm -hmm. And that's an unrealistic expectation. Perfection right. is an unrealistic expectation. Perfection to me has a um, I'll use the term specification to it, right? So definition of perfection on the front of a cover might be, you know, this six foot tall woman, size four, long, perfect legs, nice boobs, whatever. Great for a handful of people. Most often it's Photoshopped and air touch. So that's not even the truth anyhow. Uh, but that is a perfection level that some people strive for. Mm -hmm. Thank you for tuning in for the Defy Gravity podcast. We are thrilled to have you as part of our family. We're going to ask you to follow this podcast, to share it with your friends and family, Follow us on Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and all the places. Come see us in person. We'll be doing masterminds and classes and online courses, bringing you education, empowerment, and freedom so you can spread your wings and defy gravity.